Hello, my name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Catherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems, so there's something for everyone. They're committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the player's choices. So, check out their Facebook page and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But if history has taught us anything, probably going to be bad news. Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening and welcome back to Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. I'm Raz, and we're going to pick up right where we left off. Uh, the team was in a farmhouse. They had been brought there by Maritza uh, in the outskirts of Siberia, uh, in that that part of the uh, of Russia, uh, to run into and, and meet up with Fernando Pessoa after Ella identified herself through some cryptic terminology and messages to Maritza uh, that she had actually been involved in a cult or a cult that was similar to Maritza's back in England. Things got a little hairy. The team was put together in a room with their weapons, uh, which was kind of odd, they thought, but they were given their equipment. The room, the door was locked. Vadim was unable to pick the lock, unfortunately, uh, just because of the age of the lock. It was kind of rusty and the tumblers didn't go. But uh, through the window that had been boarded up from the outside, they saw first a red glow. And while Ella told about her background and the history she had as being a cult hunter, an ex-cultist who became a cult hunter, and even was on the trail of the money that had been funding uh, the English sect that she was a part of, seemed to have come back to uh, the the Thule Society back in Berlin. And she dropped the name Muller, that that's how she had been involved in hunting and tracking Muller and, and all this. Uh, it became apparent that something outside was going on. They began to hear chanting the word AWAS done over and over again. And as Ella tried to secure the, the team with some protection uh, around the room by pricking everyone's blood and commingling it to create strength, something that John Schooley didn't do. He had a different type of magic. But uh, we do recognize the circles that she was trying to evoke. We heard a loud scream from outside. Uh, and that's what that's where we left off. So team, welcome back. Uh, Ella, go ahead and make me that occult roll. Let's find out if the circle sets and we'll go from there. That's a hard success at a 26. <laughs> okay, so what were you focusing on protecting them from? What were you trying to protect from? Spirits, entities beyond mortal realm, mortals. What were you looking to stop? Is evil too broad? Yeah, I, I would say in Call of Cthulhu, that's tough. Because it, especially in my games, evil has... It, it, there's different levels of evil and types of evil. You yourself, by, by, by some people, because of what you have done, might be considered evil. That's the, I mean, so the circle could eject you out of it. I, I, yeah, evil is a tough one. Um, yeah. It's it's a little too broad. Okay, give me um, a, give me something a little bit. <laughs> Faye um, Dawson, danger. Good job, Faye. That's not going to be. That's not. <laughs> Can you make it for so danger? Sure. 
Can you set it up for Thursdays? <laughs> I'm just going to skip Thursday. Hey, it was worth a shot. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> then I would definitely say because the the mumbling of Aeolus and knowing Aeolus, yep. that it's like an otherworldly deity, I would be like creatures from the outer realm. Okay, so you're trying to stop if that makes sense. things not of this plane of existence. You wanna, you're trying to stop creatures of a cosmic nature. Yes. No. Okay. All right. And you rolled a hard success. That is correct. I'm hoping I made Good. the right choice, but again, it, we never know. No, it, this isn't about tricking you. I'm just trying to see what what you were trying. If you were focusing on don't let Pessoa in the circle, that's far different than don't let Awas in the circle. It's a different type of. It would be all different kinds of ruins and characters. It would need a, it would need a totally different type of summoning. So I mean, it's not summoning protection. So if you're warding them from harm from a mortal or a person, like one name, you could keep them out with a hard success. You could keep them out for a week. You know, just keep bouncing them off. It's, it all depends on what you were trying to stop. And because you were rushing it, I just wanted you to give me as much specifics as you could because you don't have time to sit there and do a litany against, like you said, evil. It needed to be something very, very – in order for it to be a quick, fast circle that works, it needs to be as specific as it can. So that's fine. What you said was – that's no problem. You set the circle. The whole room starts to drop in temperature. It gets cold. Uh, Catherine, you feel it. Vadim feels it. Everybody feels it. You can almost see your breath for about 20 seconds. Vadim, the scream keeps going on and on and on. And all of a sudden, the light in the, in the, in the tunnel, in the, in the hole in the ground, goes away. And the bonfire just flares and begins to just die. As if it had been doused with, like, it had first gasoline or kerosene thrown on it and then water. It's just, it just kind of consumes itself in. It's almost like you, in your eye, in, in your mind's eye, you saw it retract into the wood. But in your logical brain, something must have been, somehow someone threw something on it. I just, you must have missed it. And he's narrating this back as he's watching this, okay. you know, the hole yep. in the ground is gone. The fire is, you know, is inferno. It, it is dying. You know, he's, he's narrating this all back to everybody yeah, else. Yeah, and the hole is, the hole is there. The light is gone. Just so you're, just so I'm aware, I get that right to you. The ra- the hole in the ground is there. Yeah, the light is dead. Whether her circle did it, whether something happened outside, whether something went, you know, you just don't know. But right now, the room's cold, but the temperature's coming back. All that that cold came when the when the fire outside extinguished for a moment, like a vacuum in space. Whoosh went backwards. Can I see what the people that were around the the circles chanting? Can I see yep. what they're doing? Um, one has pulled its his. Put back. He has the most ornate robes. It's Fernando Pessoa himself, and he's storming towards the house. Uh, others are looking around in, in confusion. One person's, you know, calling out to the sky, crying. Uh, it's a woman. It's not Maritza. She's just like hysterical. He just he walks, and he's not walking like like with a murderous intent. He's just like someone who just wants to get out. Like I'm frustrated. Like what the fuck? That kind of thing. And he's just walking towards the house. And I'm saying that you know Pessoa is coming back to the house. He he looks angry. They they look confused. Something has gone wrong. Can I say what I'm chanting? Yeah. All right. So basically, Ella is holding onto the sword in the middle of the room. Her one hand that she cut is on the floor. And all you hear her mumbling is, Fehu, Urus, Durisas, Ansus, Raido, Kenas. Fehu, Urus, Durisas. And it goes on and on and on. Okay. Um, Catherine, make me another sanity check not to slap her because I know that's what you're thinking right now. I just want to make sure that nobody, in case somebody has to grab your arms. Jack, you may see oh, Catherine. Uh, that shouldn't be a 12. 
<laughs> Catherine doesn't raise her hand to slap her, which is amazing. It shouldn't be a 12. <laughs> she, she's too afraid to slap. Do I smell character development? No. No, you smell a really good roll at a bad time. I just want to hit her. It's gotta I be just want to hit her. <laughs> I just want to hit her. So from the doorway, Ella is still chanting. She's kneeling inside or whatever she's doing. Ella, you're you're kneeling, sitting. Uh, what are we doing inside the circle? I'm kneeling. This basically imagine a Templar knight with his sword in one hand, but his but my palm, the bloody one, is on the floor. All the symbols on the four compass points of the walls are either glowing, whatever you want to imagine, but they're there. And she, like her head's kind of lulling from side to side to the beat of her own he- uh, beat of her own music in her head. All right. So from downstairs, it doesn't require a listen roll. Again, Ugh. again, it failed again. You and now you hear his voice calm down. He was yelling at someone, but you don't know because now it becomes, so, you know, quiet enough where the, you know, the distance up the stairs and then onto another floor is, is blocking what he said. So this is obviously something that, <laughs> as you quite deftly heard, it's, it hasn't worked right. Yay. Repeatedly. <laughs> something they've attempted before. Well. Ella didn't spell the room to protect against angry cultists who are going to come into the room in a minute, so maybe we should point the guns at the door. <laughs> All right, point the guns at the door. Vadim turns to Ella and what now? How long do you keep that up, Ella? Until basically I'm about to pass out because she's so focused on what she's doing. It's like, unfortunately with Ella, she's got... She gets way too involved. That's why she needs like an assistant to kind of pull her out of it. So she's kind of just doing this. What's your constitution? Keeping it up until my con is a 70, I suppose. Go ahead and give me a roll. uh, Okay, that's a regular success with a 60. Uh, So a 60. So you're okay. So a regular success, you can keep it going for anywhere from, we'll call it an hour. Okay. So Um, I have a sense that, that Ella has to keep chanting in order to keep this protective spell going of some sort. It appears that way. She, Ella, you can release whenever you wish, but you are capable with your constitution before breaking down in exhaustion of going for an hour. So you let okay, me know if you want to um, break it. She can't you don't get have out to break of it, it unless someone's talking to her. So I okay, guess yeah. she wouldn't break it because she's way too. So right now it's still running. That something okay. could come back. Vadim kind of backs away from her, puts his hands kind of up. Anybody else doing anything? Yeah, Jack will go and and stand between in front of her, between her and the door, mm-hmm. and just sort of pull both his revolvers out, sort of in a defensive posture, so that okay. whatever she's doing, he will act as sort of a protector to allow okay. that to continue. Yep. Faye, Catherine, I would like to go. Seeing that she's doing this to protect us, and knowing that. I've been very upset with her and I haven't really been talking with Mm -hmm. her. I'm not going to say anything to her, but I'm just going to go up and I'm just going to lay a hand on her shoulder and just give it a very gentle squeeze of I'm here and I support you stay like that. And I'm going to watch the door for any movement. Okay. Catherine. I am going to upturn the cot and get behind the cot in a corner where I'm not going to shoot anybody, but have a clear line at the door. You got it. 
what you have is a clear line of Jack with a shotgun. If you go to pistols, you'll be able to shoot around Jack. If you fire a shotgun in this close proximity, you will push Jack out the door through his back. His back nice. will eject folk. Yeah. I, so, okay. So I have my pistol. I'm yeah. not, I'm not shotgun gonna... with people between you and an item is never good. <laughs> Clearly, I'm going to have to work a little harder at being friends with Catherine. <laughs> I said I put the shotgun away. Right. We all did. <laughs> Oh, you all put your shotguns away? Uh, no, right, so I'm Kathy, saying that we right. all had to work hard. Yeah. <laughs> I to get, oh, you all uh, had to work at being a friend. Catherine Love. Oh, 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 oh. That's all not right. inaccurate. The rest of the evening, it, well, let's do it this way. In the in about an hour, Ella comes out. She's a ball of sweat. Uh, she's exhausted. She's fatigued. She actually collapses and hits the ground and drops the sword and she's panting. Uh, I'm, if someone goes to her aid, I'm that would be wonderful. Uh, I know Jack, but... For the rest of the night, once Ella is settled, nobody comes upstairs. Nobody talks to you. Uh, you do hear a lot of footfalls around the upper floor. Faye, go ahead. I'll take care of Ella. Okay. I was like, I had a hand on her shoulder, so I probably would have caught her anyway. So I'll just make sure that she gets some rest. Okay, no problem. I, I can put the cot back. Well, let's be honest. Would you? Uh, I mean, I'd want to stop her <laughs> bleeding, and it's easier to do it from like a... She's not bleeding anymore. She cu- She nicked herself. It's been over an hour. Oh, yeah, we've all been nicked. So now, would you put the cuts are already scabbing? Mm, We need cover. Okay, so once again, I was going to say I don't think she's going to do that for me. Wait, I mean, let's. I need to understand something as a parent. No, I said one. I said one the entire time. I need to understand something though as a parent. As an aside, real quick, you left your sister with her fist stuffed in her mouth on the floor and said she'd be okay, and now you got her in a circle that just protected your ass, and you're holding the mattress and the cot up in the corner, going, "I need protection. I got coverage." I mean, it's it's just starting to become a theme. Part the ground is flight, wonderful. There's flight, and then there's Catherine. Listen, okay. Can we not at least appreciate that part of that was like a throwback and for comedy? Of course she gets the cot. Oh, okay. Fabulous. I fought for you, Ella. All right. So the, the cot is laid out. <laughs> Thank you, Keeper. There, everyone, uh, If I'm not even going to make you make a spot hidden roll, but everyone does see just a small silver halo appear over Catherine's head. It's not really golden. It's just silver. Oh, uh, <laughs> I get, I'm getting roasted today. <laughs> so here we go. Dawn breaks. I'm sure you've taken watches. Things have gone on. Um, unless you're telling me you're going to attempt to get out, uh, the, the sun will be up in a few hours. Stop me now if you're going to attempt that. But if you're going to stay in the room inside this protection area and let Ella regain her her wits, which is going to take a few hours, dawn will arise the way, you know, this way. Bottom is just watching everyone else to take their lead. Okay. Can't we, like, strap her to someone and try to leave? Well, you can attempt. You can try to leave. Sure. I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, do we do we even know where we are? How the hell are we going to get anywhere without supplies or anything like that? I know where we are. Yeah, Fadden could probably find his way back to a main or to a road that you've been on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jack goes over to Ella while she's passed out on the cot, mm-hmm. and um, he puts his thumb on the top of her head uh, very gently, and then he starts speaking in a completely different language, just mumbling and keeping his hand on her head and just sort of moving his thumb on the top of her head as he's, as he's doing. And he does this for about 30 minutes unless somebody stops him. And then he quietly walks away from her. Okay. I'm sure Vadim just, Jack's stock just went up in Vadim's eyes again. I liked you, Jack, for about five minutes. (laughs) Don't know what the hell that is. 
bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Great. I'm surrounded by these people. Yeah. This was supposed to be a simple job. Now you know how I feel, buddy. Kate seems only reasonable one, and she's crazy. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> only reasonable one. All the weird magic shit in my life I want that is on a because show. No, no, no. no Kate, my family. Kate is the only reasonable one. Faye, you, you, you puke dirt. You are not reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that was my fault. I'm sorry. It was my choice to go out and get cursed in a graveyard. And now for however long, probably the rest of my very short life, I'm going to puke grave dirt. Okay. You know what? It was your choice. Obviously, to to you've made alone. poor life choices at some point. Yes. We know that. <laughs> and then you like kicked Mueller. Listen. Yeah. Faithful choices. I kick him. <laughs> I would do it again. At about 11 a.m., uh, by the position of the sun and the fact that bathrooms have been grossly needed at this point, the door does open and you are allowed one at a time to make your way outside and use the uh, the facilities. There are guards. Uh, there guards. Have, you don't know if they've been there all night. You're assuming now that the, the 16 and anybody who's got some sort of a skill like a like a Vatim or a Jack, even Catherine may be doing this. Are ca- counting, you get a head count of a little bit higher than 16. Totally casing. So, and they're armed? Yeah. Uh, all, most of them appear armed. Vadim, your number uh, comes up at, at 21. Jax comes in at 19. So it's it, yours is the highest one that you get. So you're th- it, it looks like 21 total, which is a ton of people. Yeah, so either more arrived after or during the ceremony. They didn't join in because it already started or whatever was going on. So slightly outnumbered. Slightly outnumbered at this point. Food is brought up at around noon. It is not the worst fare you've ever had, Vadim. Uh, Jack, same for you. Catherine, Ella, Faye, it's Russian food. You're kind of getting used to it a little bit. It's it's close to the bottom of what you guys have had. Like you've, You're like, this isn't, you know, this isn't great. But you get through it. At dusk is when things will happen again. Like, I'm just giving you a heads up. Unless you're moving out before dusk, that is when you will be brought down and talked to. And some conversations will happen. So if, you wa- if you're trying to move before then, I'm going to speed the clock up or you're waiting to see what's going to happen. As far as you know, Ella's protective circle has hold- held and is working. I mean, because you don't know that she went for cosmic. That's something she only knew. So the, the, the symbols on the ground appear to be, you know, no one's come in to harm you. No one's threatened you. No one's chained you to a wall. There's, there's been no threat of violence. It's just you've been held here and finally they're able to talk to you. Well, Personally, I th- I think that, well, last night we were trying to like leave. It was dark and potential for escape was easier. But now that there's, we can see that there's 20 people, we're outnumbered and it's daytime. So you're going to at least wait till nightfall if you're going to attempt it again. Uh, that would be Catherine's shtick. And it makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't think that we could safely escape right now. I think that they're going to see us and they're going to be on us. Nah, that just proved Okay. Me. And the only right, window then, in this room is the one that's boarded that faces the same area as the fire. The back, the back of the house, yeah. So everyone's in agreement. Ella, you're okay with that? Not trying to move until later in the evening when it's dark and if you're going to attempt it. Does anybody work on the boards on the window in the meantime during the day trying to make sure so that an escape route, if necessary, is there? Because you guys could start like slowly wiggling the boards, kind of trying to get them loose. Um, giving yourselves better chances. Jack, do you have a lockpick at all? Skill? Uh, Ella, do you? No, I don't have a lockpick now. thought Ella might. I don't have a locksmith at all. You don't? Okay. I wasn't sure if you had one or not. Well, again, the door, the hinges come off the door. And if Jack has been working on that, 
then that's something that'll pop pretty quickly when you're ready. Because you can leave hinges half in. You don't have to tap them all the way down. So, Jack, were you going to loosen them so that the door would at least move, but not if you need yeah, to? Yeah, you, you can, you can, you can just get them so that they're pulled Yeah, half a bit. Them. It'll still yeah. swing on them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that way we can well, pull them when we want to. Exactly. So what I'm what I'm trying to say is you haven't just been sitting here idle. You've been having conversation. Ella's been regaining her her strength. Everybody's been kind of doing what they can to get the door the, the boards open as you know a little bit more, and so they'll pop when you need them to. And the door is ready to go should you have to make an escape. Okay. Prepping the room. Just made yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. All right. So at about five thirty p.m., uh, the sun is going down because of the time of year. It's already getting darker, quicker, and um, you hear the a, a key rumbling in the lock. And uh, it's Maritza when she opens the door and she looks at everyone and she says, please follow. There's things we need to discuss. And she walks, starts making her way down the stairs. Vadim hangs back to go down last. I give a last turn to the group. I basically just try to look them each in the eye and say, if you have any faith in me at all, please trust that I will do everything in my power to get us out of here. And don't piss them off, basically. A little bit of the... Ella, you know, with the flighty attitude, comes back because she's trying to chuckle or what, like, <laughs> I'm nervous, so please just follow my lead. Downstairs, you all make your way. Uh, like I said, there were several guards up on this level, uh, keeping an eye on the on you and the door in case anybody did attempt to go out uh, during the day or after the ritual. You know, They could have even been there during the ritual. You weren't sure, but you're fairly certain at that time that the hallway was pretty quiet or, or clear. Sitting again where you found him last night when you arrived with Maritza, is Fernando Pessoa. Uh, yeah, everybody can let me know if they're carrying pistols. I'm assuming pistols are in everybody's possession. Or, L, are you bringing your sword? We'll just get that out of the way so I know. I would like to have the sword on me, yes. It's a symbol of my house. Sure. Okay, so everyone's got something concealed. Uh, again, that's... Yeah, this doesn't look like... They're not looking like this is an issue for them right now. This isn't the problem. Anyway, they bring you downstairs, and Maritza's like... She point, shows you in... Pessoa is sitting there, and, a, and next to him is a woman in her early 20s, and it's incredibly quickly apparent uh, that she is blind. Her eyes are, are um, what you can see of them. You can tell that they're, they're smoky or, or you know that, that whitish film is on them, but she kind of tends to drag them closed and doesn't, doesn't have them fully open. It's not like you're looking at someone with deformed eyes. She obviously lost her sight after birth because her eyes are shaped properly. It wasn't anything like that. Uh, it's just that th th you can see the whites and you know underneath it, but her lids are heavy, so you're getting slits of, of, of the eyes inside her head. Dressed like a peasant. Understated garb, clothing, but she's sitting there and, and Pessoa is kind of he sees you all enter and he stops whispering to her. Ah, please all of you, have a seat. This is Venga. Vanga has been brought here to try to understand and help us understand what has happened to this um, this task that we have been set upon to complete and why, for some reason, we are unable to complete it. She is a seer, very powerful. Since uh, the time of puberty, she has made many, many prophecies in her village and all of them have come to pass. And about two years ago, we heard of her and sought her out and she gave us some guidance into things. And now that we have failed to contact the creature for the 10th time, it became apparent that it was time to call Vanga in to find out what has been going on. The reason you are down here to hear some of this is because she had foretold of strangers 
coming, and that with their help, we would finally be able to succeed. But I will let uh, I will let Vanga speak because it is important for us to uh, for you to hear what is going on. She said, "I told you, I told you one of them would know our ways, and I told you that one of them would be familiar. Did I not? One of them would." to you seem almost like a daughter. And here they are, sitting in front of you. I am Vanga. She come, She says, may I approach you all? I know that you are dangerous and that you are not afraid of violence. I would like to come closer and just touch your face. I look to Ella. Okay, Jack is honestly, not going to be cool with that. It's like... And <laughs> she steps... Fo- she's the first one to step a little closer, but she is... She knows she can't see, but she still holds out her hand and says, and what will you see when you make contact with them? Hmm? It depends on who they are. I have the sight as well, or at least a version of it. Maybe not as powerful as you. You underestimate your skill. It will take time for you, but it will come. You still rely too much upon the eyes you were born with. Mine were taken. Yours will come. Yours will come. But for me to... Explain everything. I need to verify and be sure that these are the ones. Surely one of you is not afraid of a blind woman. Uh, and she starts to just reach out and she doesn't go any closer. But she's like, just to touch your face. Uh, Ella grips her sword as like out of habit, but she's the one that steps into her grasp. Oh, a witch. A witch who watches witches. A killer of killers. And a voice that is hers, but not hers. You allow the harbinger to die. You help stop the first of its kind. She leans in. Shikoto will not forget this. If you fail, you will spend eternity gnashed and torn in the mother's maw. Stay. Stay vigilant. She steps back and Pessoa says, What was that last part? What? Oh. Nothing. I was taken somewhere. The gifts, when they combine, take me to other places. It is nice to see you, Ella Walcott. It is nice to see the real you. I give her a nod again. She's kind of forgetting that she can't see, but she's like, Your gift is impeccable, and I am humbled to be in your presence. (laughs) You are older than me. You've... (laughs) <laughs> and you are humbled. You are a you are a dear. Bring up your friends. Let me. They are. Let me stroke their faces and know them for who they are. You've seen them through my eyes. That is all I'm afraid I can offer you. If Pessoa does not get me involved with understanding the truth of this by touching your friends, we are going to have bloodshed. She whispers that very softly. Do do any of the rest of us hear that? No, or only Ella. Ella. No. Jack uh, is running his hands over the uh, the lion claw necklace that's under his shirt, mm-hmm. and um, his hand is moving in his pocket um, over something in his pocket, and um, he steps forward towards her. She touches Touch her face. Touch me, mother, and be done with it. <laughs> She's like, huh. Oh, the newest of the five. 
but not a replacement. Something different. You've walked in the shadow of a medicine man, but you are a crocodile. Patient, lurking, and ready to strike. <laughs> and you will be there at the end. I, I believe you will be there. And she starts to whisper to you, Jack, and says, When the altar breaks, that will be your moment. Stay true, and it'll be your shot that silenced the enemy. Do not falter. You, I see much about you, Jack Cavendish. You are very close to your father. Your mother was just a woman. I know you. And she lets her hands fall from your face. Hmm. Let that suffice then. And he backs away. Cat steps forward. Um, re- real quick before the vision begins, she tries to lock eyes with Catherine and says, and mouths, I'm sorry. She starts to reach for you, Catherine, and stops. Her hands pull back. And she reaches again, they pull back. But so is like, what is the, what's the matter? What is the problem? She has, she has been near a strega, an old powerful strega. Who? Hands first, girl. Hands first. She wants your hands first. I thrust my hand in this creepy bitch's general direction. Killer! Healer! Broken. Yet too precious to throw away. Huh? One hand stays on your hand. Her hand holds yours and her other one reaches for your face. Davina remembers you! Always remember, Davina. Always remember that you were one. And you know the secrets and the whispers. The secrets will save your life. She steps away and she's like, It's her. It's, this is the one. What? Is she? <laughs> yes. She is. She has. She has shared the skins. She has touched her. She is the one. She looks at Faye. And you. You I already know. You I already can smell. Come close, child. Come closer. I take a tentative step forward. She puts her hand behind Faye's head and puts her forehead to your forehead. Born in darkness, but nurtured in the light. Many regrets, many fears, and so much more pain to tolerate. Your path, child, is one that should bring you to the end. But I don't know if you'll see it. Not as who you are. She kisses you lightly on the forehead. There is another. He is born of this land. He is here. Vadim walks right up to her and sticks his face out. Jaws clenched. Oh. By touching your face, a hard man. But soft hands. And an empty heart. You stay to provide. To care for those you love. But... Take some advice. Years can tarnish even the purest hearts. And babes do not often understand or forgive absence, even if for a noble cause. You you have seen much over the last few days, Vadim Gavrilov. Much you have seen. And then she whispers to Vadim, They will die without you. This next part is going to nearly tear them apart. It'll only be with your strength that they succeed. Don't fail them. Don't fail them. And she steps back. 
It is them, Fernando, it is them. And the only way we can know the truth of it is if we have them do what you ask. Have them undertake this quest. But they will not do it willingly. You have seen this. No. They will not do it willingly. There will have to be... There will have to be provisions made. An agreement reached. You can leave Vanga for now. Maritza, take Vanga away. It's important that I speak with my friends here by myself. She helps her out. She walks away out of the room. He's sitting there. And he says... It's important that we take a walk. You can bring your weapons. I'm not going to bring any guards. It's important that you hear what I have to say. Please, this way. And he starts walking for the front door. Vadim falls in right behind him. Okay. I'll take up the rear. Ella, you following? Everybody's okay with that? All right. Catherine's good. Faye's good. Moving. All right. You make, he makes your way outside and he starts walking. He walks for about four or five minutes. It's, uh, he's actually walking up the road. That would that you came down with Maritza, the, the long ride coming in. And he stops when he's looking around. He says, he pushes his glasses up. I need to get my hands on the same item of power that you seek. The tattoos from the forearms of the legendary Scythian warriors, warrioress, Tomaris. It is important. We need them, but not for what you think. Crowley has broken his vows. He's joined forces with foreseen terrible evil. I need to get that item and corrupt it so it cannot be used. There are several duplicate items that can be used in this ritual. This one is the easier one to find. I'm not even sure that Crowley knows what the other one is, but if he gets his hand on this, it would be bad. What I was trying to do was to summon a creature that can burrow the earth deep underground and make a way into to steal it. And it's failed 10 times. That is why this, my chapter here has not been able to summon it. I, I came and tried to leave the ceremony myself last night and failed. This is the 10th time. We are sort of on the same page. I'm not looking to release anything. Not any longer. When Alistair betrayed us, when he became impatient, when he went to work with the members of the Thule Society, it was the end of us. It was the end of our of our chapter. It was the end of everything we believed in. Instead of harnessing magic to aid ourselves to to prolong our lives, to make mankind understand that hedonism and passion are nothing to be afraid of, but it should be embraced, he is on to far more sinister things. I know you find this hard to understand, but I am not working against you. That is why we left you in the house last night. That is why I've made no efforts to chain you up, to slow you down, to hurt you. The ritual failed. Vanga said it would. You showed up like she predicted months ago. Something we are doing is wrong, but if Alistair is able to somehow get to it first, if he is able to get his hands on it first or come up with a way of scrying the information off of her arms, we have failed. He, he has one of the most important pieces. Please understand that this next... If you can trust me, if you can believe me, there is a reason, Catherine, Miss Ross, it is you. There is a reason we need you right now. And, and quite frankly, I don't give, 
I don't give a damn what your reasons are. You I want the item of power as much as we do. Yes, and you're going to corrupt an item. You literally, you just said it is an item Corrupt of power. it so he can't be used. I, I'm going to slow it down. Turn it so that he himself cannot tur- use it in the rituals. Can we not destroy it? Is there no way that we can do something? First, we need to understand how to get it. Yeah, and, and everything and we've, we've done is failed. And Miss Ross, I know this is difficult to understand. I, I truly don't do. Think, I don't think you understand a single thing about me. I think that you've seen much, and I think you have a connection with the next step and what we need to do. And I think Mr. Cavendish being here, it makes all the sense in the world that this is exactly where everyone was meant to be. Sir, I hold out a hand to like kind of appease the silence. I'd be like, Archmagus... You said that this item, there are others like it, and they're easier to get. What does no. that mean? This is this is this because it's hard. This is one of the hardest because there's not many duplicates of this type of item of power. These are the actual sin- sigils that are needed. Without this, the summoning ritual's chance of of success drops drastically. The tattoos on her forearms were placed there by a shaman of her tribe. During the battle with Cyrus, the great of Persia, she was able to use them to summon aid for her army, to fortify her skin. She called down a great storm, and she she crushed the Persian Empire. But those symbols are very specific and unique. And in this ritual that Blavatsky foretold so long ago, 30, 40 years ago, this item of power is hinted at, but... If we have this one, if we can corrupt this one, it slows the Thule society down tremendously. That's why I want to corrupt it. That's why I want to dis- I want to ruin it so that the sigils are there, but they hold no power. But you're not going to like how we have to do it. And it's going to depend very much on Miss Ross. But I am wondering about something else. We have our own reasons for wanting it as well. And if... It loses its abilities. I'm concerned our use for it may also be hindered. Mark me if I'm wrong, but you want to stop the thing from being summoned like we do, yes? Yes. So removing this item makes it much more difficult for them to summon the ritual at the end. If you have five pieces of the six, some of them are stronger than others, remove this one, and their chances of success drop by at least 20-30%. I'm this this is one of the items that is so important because we've never been able to find a proper translation of the sigils. There are no drawings. The historians that wrote of Tamaris and wrote of the magic the, the shamans put on her never copied down the tattoo. This is Herodotus why it's so and the vital. Arabic man we're very cagey about that information, I know. We know that we can get close if this ritual that we attempted to perform last night with the spirit of Awas behind us, if we could just know what we're doing wrong. But it's a secret. It's a secret part of the ritual that we must be missing. And he looks at you, Catherine, and says, but you know about secrets. Catherine? I know that urine used to be used to bleach hair. I can tell you which American film stars are rumored to be homosexual. I know stuff like that. I don't know what you're talking about, and I don't want to be involved in what you're talking about. Secrets. Ross, I don't... You've been to the well. So you go to the... You go to the well, then! I've I been to the well, too. Everyone's been to the well. I don't want it to be me. 
No, Catherine. We don't need you to go to the well, Miss Ross. We need you to go there with Mr. Cavendish, and we need you to bring it back. We need the whisperer of the well here. You want us to fly to Venice and just bring back a disembodied voice sitting in a well? It's not that disembodied. We need to know what we're doing wrong, and if I give it a secret, it will give me one back. And for some reason, Miss Ross, its mark is upon you, and I think it has something to do with the witch Davina. I'm not sure. Baba Venga saw it, and here you are, and here's Mr. Cavendish, a trapper and a hunter, and your friends are around you and a clairvoyant who can see. It's all coming to pass. We have to find out what we're doing wrong so we can get to Tamaris's the, the sigils on her arms before Crowley has a way of getting to them himself. It would not shock me to find out that somehow the Thule Society is even working through Stalin. I didn't come to Russia because Alistair Crowley wanted me to, which when Miss Dawson approached me at the party and said we had a mutual friend, I was concerned. I stayed as vague as I could. He will do terrible things. I can't let him do that. He already has done terrible things. Miss Dawson, he has done bad things. I'm speaking of terrible. I know. Is there no other way? <clears throat> you can attempt an assault on the camp, on the comp, the compound itself. I can give you <laughs> the men of the, I won't, you can take some of these men, but I, it's a military base near it. it, it it's guarded. Stalin has made sure that it's very difficult to approach. We were trying to get there through ma ma mystical means. We tried to slow them down by conjuring a creature that would play upon the nightmares and the rural folklore, and it hasn't slowed them down. When Stalin throws resources at things and manpower, he gets what he wants done. To think that he would ever side with the Germans in anything. Five years ago, I would have said, not possible. Now, making such a big deal about a historical find, something's not right. I don't know what's going on there. I don't have enough contacts inside the government. But I can tell you that Alistair knows this item, and he knows how important it is. And if he thinks that I'm onto it and that you're onto it, he'll be working as tirelessly as he can to come up with the, the sigils on the arms. Archmagus, um, you had your seer look at my companions. If I may, may I see you? You may see me. If he's wearing a specific ring on his hand, then I'd grab that hand to make the bond. Make your roll. Yep, it's just another regular success at 42. What are you looking to get, Kay? You're trying to see if he's telling you the truth? I, I want to see the truth, and I want to see his intention behind okay. the object. Like, if he's, had, what you if get he has on had any meetings about planning it to use it in a nefarious way, then I'm obviously not going to trust him. So Kayla, the visions you get are this. Um, you see him and Crowley involved in some sort of ritual, um, very much, a you know, women and men involved in some sort of orgiastic, right? You see them smiling. You see them drinking wine together. Uh, you see Crowley uh, receive a book from him. Uh, you see Rose Edith Kelly in the background, all, you go back that, I mean, you're picking up images all along the way. Eventually, it comes to a point where you see a fight, an argument, a screaming match between the two men. Crowley throws his robes on the ground, tosses a ring. 
Pessoa is begging. You can see it's almost like he's begging him not to go. There's tears in his eyes. Time begins to pass. You see the what the them clear out all the artifacts and the and dismantle the altar back in England. Persoa sells his home. You see him sell a house back in Portugal. You get in all these images. Nothing that you see at this moment on a regular success. I don't want to put that in your head, but I got to make sure you remember it's a regular success. So you're not going to get the clearest of images. Nothing mm-hmm. you see makes you feel like he is absolutely attempting to mislead you. He has a desire for it. He has a want for it. And you do not believe that it's for any reason that Alistair Crowley does. You don't see inside his intentions, but you see that he is definitely right now on the opposite side of the, like he is an enemy. Crowley is no longer a friend. Then as this vision comes over me, I'll do my little thing. Um, He has had a falling out with the master. Crowley, he, they, there was an argument. He left him and sold everything, sold all of his possessions to travel so, so far. He wants it. He's not a friend of Crowley anymore. No longer will he be on his side. And it's the easiest transition you've seen her come out of it because of perhaps the exhaustion or just the fact that her sight is not always good on people. It usually has to be an object and the object may not be as tightly wound to him as possible, but for argument's sake, it's exhaustion and she goes... From what I can tell, he is truthful that Alistair Crowley has no hold on him whatsoever on this mission, or the people here. He has the most powerful mediums and psychics in Germany working with him now. How long is, what type of a jump does he have? I don't know. I I can only tell you that we've wasted months trying trying to get to it and we can't seem to get any closer. We scried its location. We were able to do many things, but now we can't get in. We, we we can't seem draw enough power to bring this thing that lives under the earth, this ancient thing that can burrow and tunnel with ease to our call and be- beckoning call so that we could make our way in stealthily. I don't have, we don't have the manpower to fight a garrison. So if we're doing something wrong, if there's some secret or spell that I'm part of the spell I'm missing, I don't know any other way of finding it quickly unless it's through the Whisperer. I could send you to the Whisperer and they could tell you what's possibly wrong, but it could be a dimension of the whole. It could be multiple things. But at least if the Whisperer is nearby, I don't have to send you back and forth three times. It just made more sense to try to bring it here. Can we just speak amongst ourselves before we make a decision? We're a team. It's a lot to take in, Miss Dawson. I am totally aware. I will... I will, of course, let you speak among yourselves. Thank and you. And he walks back towards the house. I want to immediately go to Catherine because out of the group, only she and I were there for yep. the well. And I just look at her and I go, you know that wherever you go, whatever decision you decide to make, whatever you want, I will follow you. And I mean that wholeheartedly. If you decide to go and get the whisperer, I'm on that I'm on that journey with you. If you say fuck it and you want to leave right now with just the clothes on our backs, I'll do that too. Catherine, if you think back, you were the only one who walked and spent the night there. You were the only one who 
sat beside it for a long period of time. You went of your own volition. You didn't just ask a question and try to come back. Yeah, it you were stuck. It knows you. It's not going to work. It won't speak to me. I tried. I begged. I almost crawled back into that hole after it to pull it up with my bare hands. It will not speak to me. That's why someone's going to have to go with us who hasn't spoken to it. If I go, if I don't... <laughs> if I don't choose to pull this pistol out of my pocket and eat lead right here... Yeah, I'm not letting you do that. You have to... Look, I'm... I'm scared too, okay? This is... I can't... I thought that we were going to be done with Venice and that well and everything, but like usual, everything comes back up, but I believe Pessoa, from what Ella said and from how he's speaking with us, I mean, sure, he's been keeping guards, but I think it's for our own safety. He's let us keep everything. He's locked us in that room so that we stay away from rituals and we don't get hurt. I don't know how much longer I can do this. I'm going to take Catherine's hands and squeeze them really hard. Well, you're sure as hell not doing it alone. A single tear falls out of her eye. I'm not going to say it. You can say it. I'm done. We'll go trap a fucking specter in a well. Because <laughs> that's going to go well. That's not our only option. May It may seem that way. But well, what else do you have in mind? My readings are not always clear. All I know is that he's not on the same side. What he wants to do with it, I don't know. And there was a reason we agreed to keep the items because of Catherine's curse and your and what has happened to you. We want to bind it permanently. There has to be a reason for us being called to do this. But destroying yeah, it Yeah, to, to give to give an item to someone else. Fighting. Well, hold on. Ella, excellent point. You could always say to Pazoa, we'll do it. You do what you gotta do, and then we're keeping it. You dismantle it, you make it so like, it's Yep. He didn't say That's what I was wondering. He didn't say if you the magic's keep gone, it. is it useful is it useful to us? Because I he don't thinks know he that. can make it he he thinks he can defunct the magic. Yeah, so he can do that. Meaning, Oh, I'm going to wait until that's an RP conversation we lose for the Catherine response. Ability. No, no. It, you would still have the item. If you're saying we can trust him if he lets us have the item, just say to him, we'll go get it. You dismantle it or do what you got to do. We're keeping it. Your call. Okay, that, that that's where I'm getting a little confused because if we if he dismantles it, then wouldn't that make it useless? Getting rid of a magical item of power, like just getting rid of the curse or the spell on it makes it therefore not what it is. And then we can't use it to bind or do the ritual in Cairo, which by the way, I don't think we're ever gonna get to. Uh it's it's just so long. It feels so far away. But I'm just saying it's like I, I don't know where in my cult brain that makes sense to allow someone to touch it, dismantle it, and then we can use it later. Whatever you think you need to do with that item, he is offering to remove that item. He would if you're if you're saying you want to possess it afterwards, that's a conversation for him, but you are not wrong. He is looking to drain the magic from the item. Meaning all the progress we've made in Russia is now defunct. We have to do it again somewhere else, somewhere more difficult. The goal was to collect the items and then shut the portal, right? And make sure no one ever could use it again. Conversely, they're looking to have them to complete the ritual in a different way and use them to open and, and to bring the creature permanently through. So everybody needs them. 
He is offering to kill this one. That may not fit your schedule. That may not be the best thing for you guys. But he's, his his option is, okay, well then it's a race to get it. And I believe Crowley can do it better and faster. So he's saying, I'm trying to get it. I can't get it. I don't think you have the manpower yourselves to get it. If we team up, I can at least kill this item and stop the progress on this particular. This one will be no more of a value to anybody. You want the six items to make sure that they're contained and destroyed, right? So you're telling you tell me how you want to pr- produce yeah. it. Yeah, you can. You you can. Kayla's right. This item will go away. It'll be gone. The magic will be drained. Well, if it pushes, if it pushes Crowley back off of his schedule, then maybe it's necessary. I guess I was confused as to why we would ask to retain the item after he's nullified it. That's why yeah, I'm I, getting that, confused. There's no. You're not. I understand what you're looking to do. You're saying. If you can make it not work for Crowley, can we still have it? And is it still an item of power that counts towards the total? The answer to that right now is no. He's not offering you a good solution, guys. This is not a great plan. It's a plan. Vadim has still has a plan of trying to get in and, and steal it when they try to take it out. That's a plan. But this situation, the way it's occurred, when you said when Maritza heard that you were looking for this particular item that you were heading to to Siberia for for Tomaris's skin. She's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe they're onto something. Are these? Why are they here looking for it specifically? Then she throws the 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 wording out to Kayla. Kayla replies. She gets to. She talks to. She sends the messages to Pessoa. Pessoa says to bring them back here. Holy shit! It's the girls from the dinner. It's Faye Dawson. It's Catherine Ross. Oh my god! And they've touched the. They've touched evil. They've seen bad things. Vanga did this projection for him months ago. They're gonna come here. They're gonna be brought here somehow. To him. He's lining it all up saying, if I can kill one of these items, I slow down Crowley. You're conversely saying, we need the six. We don't want them all destroyed yet. Well, then you may not want to give it to Pessoa. It's up to you how you want to proceed. I'm giving you an option that not every option you get is going to be the best one for you. Sometimes it's going to work out where, okay, it's not the best thing, but it's it's getting it. It's It's slowing Crowley down, and then we'll deal with the repercussions later. It's the lesser of two evils. And that we still definitely need the six items because we need that to close the Correct. portal or shut it forever or whatever. The yeah. six items have to be presented and whether it opens it fully, whether the iris comes open and Shakolto comes through, or you lock it down and then crush the items on the altar so that it can never happen again. It's either way. Everybody, Some people want it up and, and working. Shakolto's come is slowly projecting in, right? It's they've They're coming through dreams. Um, Ithakwa came through the, 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 the thing in the, the pond, you know, over by, um, Rupkund. These creatures are starting to press through the, through into our world. This is a big one. If the six are produced with the right words, they can come through with the wrong words. It shuts, but either way, you've got to gather six. We can play along until, until we don't play along anymore. Use him until we no longer need him. Could create a powerful enemy for us. Get in line. Charming, Vadim. It would put Catherine in a lot of danger. In what way? In Venice, Catherine's condition was at an all-time high. And I worry that if we go back there and we're at the well, I don't know what's going to happen. And I'll go with her and I'll protect her in any way I can. But we don't know what's going to be there waiting for us. The well has a lot of dark powers with it and i don't know what's going to happen when we try to remove whatever speaks to us 
from there. Two days ago, I would say, this is crazy. You come with me. I have friends. Friends in military, friends in towns, friends in the region. We get this thing. This is what Vadim do. He gets things. Today, after seeing these things, I don't know. I still have friends. You do. And if you, if everyone here thinks that going to Venice is the right call, if Catherine thinks that, then I'll follow. It's not just me. She turns to Jack. I don't know. If what you this go, thing is. I will be with you by your side. I have fought many shadows in the dark, madam. This is the ghost in the darkness, and I do not fear it. I do. I know, but I will be there, and we will face it together. You are far stronger than you believe you are. Mm. I sense that in you. Tell that to the small amount of pee I let out earlier. <laughs> um, right. Considering um, you let a witch of enormous power touch you, and you did not flinch, I'm... I'd say you've got some inner strength that you didn't realize you had. You're the toughest old broad that I know. Yes, thank you, everyone. Gather in a praise circle. I'm never going to say yes to this. Someone else just <laughs> do it. All right, I'm, then fine. I'm done. Who wants to go to Venice? No, but whatever. Whatever. What I All want. All right, never, one what, for yes. I know that Jack's a yes. What I want never happens, so. Uh -huh. Sounds okay. lovely. Catherine. Ella. Vadim. I do not have votes. Great. All right. I'm going to take that as a yes. Ella? I am on the fence, if only because it's going to take weeks. Weeks, if we're lucky. Months, if we're not. And Days, not weeks. It just feels like a step backwards. Days? Okay. Mm -hmm. Days. Okay. I have a feeling um, that yeah, it's go it's just our transportation will be no issue. I have mm -hmm. a feeling that Pessoa has something that he hasn't revealed to us yet. Now, whether it will be pleasant or fun, probably not, but it'll get us there, hopefully in one piece. But I guess we just have to take a leap of faith. Well, why don't we do this? We'll end it here tonight. You, if you have more questions for Pessoa, if you want to take some time to think about the rest of the answer, we won't start in Venice. We'll start here. And then he will explain how to get you in and out, what you guys need to do in order to take it. And then if you need to walk away, you go back on the horses and you start making your way from Tomsk and you fall into the smuggler's plan. You've got two routes. You've got Ella's route, which this falls more into her wheelhouse, uh, going back into an occult rendition of trying to take this item and at least putting it so that Crowley will spend time looking for it or working on it and it will be worth nothing to him. Maybe his maybe his goal is to leave it in place and have Crowley waste all of his a lot of his money and resources trying to get it. That sounds like not a bad deal. Or you can go with Vadim's route and you just take the item for yourselves if you can get your hands on it. But that, you know, that's probably going to be a little bit more of, that's going to be a smuggler's route. Could result in a little bit more violence. Just don't know. A lot of that will depend on roles and how things set up. So think about it. We'll have, right now, the way we'll close this scene is Pessoa is smoking and he starts walking slowly back towards you, looking a little anxious, just wondering what the decision's going to be. And we'll close it there for tonight. Okay, group, thank you. Uh, it's a little bit to think about. I want you to really ponder through how the items are supposed to work for yourselves, what your hope and goals are when it's all done, which is to put the six and then shut everything, as opposed to giving it to someone like Crowley or Mueller who wants to open it. But uh, I think um, I think that you've you've got at least two plans now. Neither one perfect, but both of them have have you know have merit in their own way. 
uh, once you talk to Pessoa, I think it'll become a little clearer on what he's hoping to get out of it and how to do it. So, But uh, from all of us here at the Bardic College, I want to say thank you to my cast. As always, they do a great job with uh, the RP. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.